What's up, guys? Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. It is Naz. It's Ashley. And Lauren's not here right now. So as the perfect fill-in for the topic that we have today, which is Mr. Big, basically part three, the success stories. I, I say that with a question mark. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why. if it's success stories. I think it's like three different angles. Okay, three different time. angles. Yeah. Um, they're all like relatively positive. They're not sad stories today. Um, my friend Lizzie, who joined us for the first ever Mr. Big podcast, is here joining us, filling for Lauren, our resident big expert. Hi, yeah, Lizzie. I might become the resident big expert now. Yeah. Years, <laughs> I've got years of experience under my belt and She's wisdom. She's got like a decade. <laughs> I'm approaching a decade. It's and approaching it's, a decade. It's kind so of funny. giving me a mild well, anxiety attack, but it's cool. Aw, Liz. Well, I'm so happy you're here because, so I did the Heartbroken Anonymous event in New York, and everyone that's mm-hmm. listening that came, thank you so much. The event went so well lizzie went actually i did and as somebody who does not express my feelings very well except for apparently on this podcast um yeah she did a great job yeah i was like wow that was a lot of emotion that came out of me but um it was so moving and i was just so inspired and also just enthralled with everybody there like i just don't know if you hired them all and they all had like stories that like <laughs> they wrote out before because it was just everyone was so eloquent and like their stories were just all heartbreaking for me too but it's just nice to know other people are like feeling what you feel either way it's in different ways but it yeah right that can be a whole nother topic no it was awesome i definitely want to bring it to other cities so guys let me know and also actually i talked to ashley about this we want to do a heartbroken anonymous series on the podcast and i don't want to reach out to people who've come to the meetings but if you guys have a heartbroken story that you're willing to share anonymously or publicly on the podcast email us at info at heartbrokenanonymous.com. But the reason why it's so cool is he's here and it's relevant is that a lot of the girls that came to the meeting, Ashley, were like, we loved the big podcast. Can you do another one? Because we felt like the first Mr. Big Stories part two, which was episode 39, if you guys haven't listened to it, um, we feel like those stories like didn't relate as much. So we went out as the I Don't Get It podcast to try and get you guys three completely different stories um, that you may relate to yeah i'm so excited to hear them we are starting out with a girl what's her name Nes? so her name is caitlin and she believes that she may be a man's big another guy's big like she doesn't have a big necessarily but she may be the big i need to ask her okay also one i think all of these people are unicorns and i'm like tell me everything i need to know (laughs) yeah Um, just so you guys know to tease real quick till the end is the next the girl after that is in the middle of a situation with her big and our podcast comes into play in their situation and then the third person that you guys will hear from at the end of the podcast ended up marrying their big after being on and off with them for 13 years so stick around for that years guys but what were you saying liz see lizzie it can still happen (laughs) (laughs) but like i need to know i need to see receipts and just need to know everything but then also like to be someone's big i never even thought about that side of things like what i am no one i know big. i'm no one's big no actually i'd like to like, think i don't on, think on i this am guy's either. big that i went to college with that still texts me to this day okay, that i barely I ever text back like that too do you think maybe we're their peaks ashley they always reach out and Which, i i'm so short worded and i feel bad it's I just just you guys know i'm not I being mean too. we're not close but but no it's really sad it's like how you feel about this person you're like maybe like this random person I that know. texts me what if my big then thinks that i'm like that know, level like of insignificance like is a like oh my god why is she texting me i haven't seen her in forever meanwhile this poor guys that are texting you are probably like taking 
all of the time to arrange their text messages saved in their drafts. Like what I think is just, I mean, and we all know this, it's captain obvious here, but it's just so fucked up that like so many people like so many people that don't like them back. And then those people that don't like them back, like people that don't like them back. Does that make sense? That's why Todd Hamilton, his Todd Hamilton and I'm, and then she's my Todd Hamilton. Who's Todd Hamilton? What the the hell? I don't know who that is. Okay. Todd Hamilton. I don't know who that is. Never saw I'm win a sorry. date with Tad Hamilton. Win a date with Tad Hamilton? Wait, what is this? Or, wait, I think like she's actually pulling my leg right now. No, I'm not. You always do this. You I don't know, know that it's behind you in my VHS collection. Win a I date did not know that. with Tad Hamilton? Is that a rom-com? Yes. I've never heard of this it movie. It only is Lizzie in my life. Is it my it life? Is- or no. What? I mean, I don't know if you relate as strongly, but like her naivete every, and then what? Well, can oh. you quickly tell me and some listeners that have never seen it what it's about? Uh, okay. Oh god, it's giving me <laughs> Just real quick. So, there's a contest to win a date with Tad Hamilton, who is basically like the Chris Pratt of our of of the movie. Mhm. And why is he the Chris Pratt? Well, I mean, the Ryan Reynolds, like the like Hollywood hotshot leading man. Got it. And yeah, he's played by Josh Jumel. Oh, and and then Kate Bosworth is the girl who works at a piggly. I love her. Yeah, I know. Works at a piggly wiggly in West Virginia with Jennifer Goodwin and Topher Grace as her best friends. It's it's like literally cinematic. And so she you have to win a contest to win a date with him. Yeah, so she wins the contest. She gets flown out to LA. She's so out of place. Don't tell me what happens at the end. Okay. That's she, all I wanted to do. She know. ends up going on a date with Ted Hamilton. Okay, I don't want to know anymore, Ashley. Okay, okay, fine. Because well, I want to watch it. Well, but we're like going to watch it after this. And, and like, okay. She was so, so crazy. I can't wait. Like, it was so big for us because she was just like small town and like uh, so naive and just like herself. And he like... I mean, it's very—it's in the trailer. Like he like yeah. loved it and like follows right. her, yeah. Yeah. and we're like, oh my god, I love it. I can't wait. To oh see my it. gosh, I cannot believe this. I cannot I've never believe even I've known you it. for two and a half years, and it's never come up or n- never been discussed. Because Lauren and I talked about it on our on the rom episode, the rom com yeah. one that you weren't part of. Damn. Like the way she then comes back and talks to Jennifer Goodwin, her best friend, about yeah. the entire thing is like literally Jennifer Goodwin. Well, Lizzie and I relate to Jennifer Goodwin. Um, she when she came back. When I came back from The Bachelor, she was like, give me similes. Because that's what Jennifer Goodman says. Like, yes, that's what me, we had. That's what I need. Description. That is and exactly like, it. And I put my foot on the pavement. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. Okay. You're watching it later. That's all. Okay. Anyway, back to Mr. <laughs> big. Yeah, Hamilton my friend is the ultimate that. big. All right. Yes. Well, I'm really well. excited because it's kind of fun to have something that you haven't seen in the past and like relive it. It's like learning. A, it's like listening to a song that's been out for a while. That you've never heard before. All right, let's call Caitlin and find out why she's someone's big. Yeah, that's so holy crap. <laughs> All right, girl, introduce yourself. Who we got on the line, and what's your story? How okay, old are you? Um, Where are you I from? Am... <laughs> let her answer. Oh, let her answer. My name is Caitlin. I'm from the Midwest. And, um, I am 24. I'm almost 25 and I know you guys hate high school stories. 
but in high school love. Well, we do I've not hate high school stories. We're just bitter. Yeah. No, no, we're not. It's just, it's sometimes it's, you're a little bitter. Like, oh, this started in junior high. You're oh. right. You're right. I guess because none of us have had a junior high, high school love that has lasted very long. And like all of my significant meets happened in my mid 20s. I personally feel like they're all the same, but <laughs> I get you. why Thank people you. don't think. But, anyways. Caitlin, can you um, tell us why you think you're someone's big? Oh, gosh, this is crazy. Okay. Well, when I heard you guys' first podcast, I don't know what it was, but, like, something just stuck in it. I was like, well, maybe that's what was happening this whole time, and I had no idea. Now, I've watched Sex in the City, so it's not – I know who Mr. Big is and what he's all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm just going to start off. Um, I was in seventh grade, and that's when me and my high school sweetheart started dating. I was super shy, and it was in junior high. It was kind of silly. Um, Like, my friends were asking me, hey, do you think he's cute? I was like, well, yeah, he's cute. He's the cutest guy in the whole high school. His family was super popular. He's good at all these kind of sports, whatever. So they're like, well, you don't want, do you want to go out with him? I was like, uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so turns out they did the same thing to him. So anyways, we started dating and we dated, I mean, this junior high. So what do you do? You see each other at school and you talk to each other, you know, during sporting events. Um, so I started dating all through high school. It was pretty low-key. My parents are pretty strict, so I didn't get to go anywhere. Um, so either hanging out at his parents or hanging out at my parents. Um, so 2011 came along, and I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to college. And he wanted me – I think he just figured I would go to the same college as him. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, come on, Caitlin. Do you want to be that girl who is so dependent on your boyfriend that you have to go to the same college as them? Come on. I had decided that that's – college that he went to didn't have anything to offer me like I'm an accountant that's what I do for a living and the school he went to that wasn't like I don't know wasn't known for that so I got to college and I was on the volleyball team I this is kind of where I started like the rebelling okay. time in my life so before this I never drank um I didn't have sex I was a very goody two-shoe looking back I was your boyfriend for six years and you never had sex with him Nope, nope. I told him I wanted to wait till I was 18. So anyways, um, get into college, uh, start my rebelling, <laughs> started drinking way too much, going to all these different parties, meeting everybody and anybody. And guys started like talking to me and, you know, getting to know me. And I never like initiated anything. I never like pushed the boundaries because I was never going to cheat. I was that I wasn't going to do that. Um, but when I started to have these like urges that I was like I kind of want to get to know him but is that okay I'm, I'm in a relationship so I told my sister about it and she said Kate I think you just need to take a break and figure out what you want <laughs> this is weird it gets weird so um what he okay so he was home from college for summer break and I went over to his house his parents house his parents weren't home thank gosh because I've been really awkward And I sat him down and I said, hey, look, I want to take a break and figure out who Caitlin is without you. I need to figure out who I am as a person before I, you know, decide we want to be together for the rest of our lives. So he starts um, asking me why, what did he do? Please don't do this. 
And this is where he brings his computer and shows me the engagement ring he had picked out and the plans he had for our future. And I don't think I said two words. I just said, this is what I think needs to happen. I am so sorry. Wow, that's such a crazy... So because of that, you think he's like hasn't been able to get over you and that he's your big? That's like, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. All right, guys, you know, my skin is clear. It's not irritated anymore. It's not so red anymore. And that is all because I've been using BioClarity. BioClarity uses naturally derived ingredients that has amazing benefits. It's got antioxidants that is found in green tea to clean and detoxify your skin. It's got cooling cucumber to soothe and oak kernel extract to hydrate. They don't have weird, harsh chemicals. Unlike traditional acne treatments, it doesn't use benzoyl peroxide, which causes redness and dryness and irritation. Because of BioClarity, I don't have that anymore. It does use prescription-strength acetic acid and restorative Floralux. That is an ingredient derived from chlorophyll. Yeah, the green stuff in plants. It's going to calm your skin. It's going to reduce pore size. It's good for you and Mother Nature. So head on over to BioClarity.com. And our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code, which is GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. That is bioclarity.com, and then enter our code, GETIT. And now, we continue on to the podcast topic. So like a year later, he he starts drinking a lot and starts partying, which I'm like, hey, that's great. Drinking. 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 Sorry. So he starts um, drinking too much, like more too, too much. And he's calling me and texting me all the time. Um, And at one point, um, we had talked about getting a certain breed of dog. He texted me and said, hey, I bought a dog and this is her. And what should I name it? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, here's some names I like. And he actually named one of the names his dog. Like, I can't get over it. So, And, and this like, is when you're, like, not together. This is, like, a year later, right? Well, I mean, a year later, we still hung out a few times. Okay. And looking back, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But So is, I that, felt- is that where you think, Caitlin, like, that's, like, the big of your story it's like you're you're technically hanging out with someone that you know you're not going to end up with and you kind of felt guilty by like not reading the letter yeah and by still hanging out with someone even a year after even though like you do you know deep down that he's like not the one yeah it sounds like it it sounds like this at this point I think I was still trying to convince myself we were going to get back together because I thought that that's what was supposed to happen. So he got the dog. And, I mean, we almost got back together because it was a cute puppy. And I was like, well, this is adorable. I mean, amen. A dog right? can really do everything. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so I decided not to. Um, and this is when I said, okay, I really have to break things off. Like, no more break. This is year. We're going on year two. Um, we're done. You know, I tried. And I just, this is just leading you on. We need to be done. Okay, so we're officially broken up. And at this time, I started, like, seeing other, not seeing, I've never seen another guy besides my husband. And we, but I did start hanging out with other guys and just Oh, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So you're married. I am married, yes. Okay, but okay, not to whoa. your big. Plot no. twist. No, she's no. not to her big. It's, yeah, she's not to her big. The big. 
Yeah, no, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, meant right. I meant to the guy, <laughs> I mean, as right, in like the guy that Carrie. you are big to. To her Carrie, right? right. So, so wait a second. That's so yeah. Yeah. To her, your okay. Carl. And Kayla, we, we just have need to know like. We just want to ask you a couple of questions because we only have so much time. Do you, up as a twenty-four-year-old, still get signs that you think he is your big? What we really want to know is, like, right now, as a married woman, does he still reach out to you? No. So he did. Um, he did in year three and year four. He did still reach out, and there's still something in the pit of my stomach that I thought I was responsible for his feelings. Mm. So I would respond very, uh, not not all the time, but just enough to like let him know that I'm I'm there for him if he needs anything. Right, like you still but care, kind of. I still care. Yeah, exactly. So um, in my email that I guys sent you, um, so by this time I'm seeing I'm seeing my now husband, and I go through. Um, I have five brain surgeries, and I'm I'm with my husband. He's there with me through the whole time. And I, at this time, I know for a fact, like, he's my husband is who I want to be with the rest of my life. And to see this, my ex-boyfriend go from a person who was liked and everybody loved him and everybody thought he was the biggest thing ever to someone you can't even recognize. Like, he just completely let himself go. It's been four years and you're not over it. Like, it's time to move on. So I don't know if I just handled things wrong, maybe. I have no, no I idea. Think, what like, to do? When you're handling right. somebody else's feelings, it's always just so delicate because it's, it's the fine line of being honest but being sensitive, I think, is such a gray area that's, like, nobody knows how to navigate that, like, letting someone down easy without you know hurting them when the truth might really hurt them that like you have found your person and he is not the one but you still care about him as a human and care about his feelings is sensitive it's it's definitely just a weird place to be in and i mean yeah i've never had to break up with anyone but being on the other side of it um, and being that person that needs closure and seeing a lot of people in my lifetime who are heartbroken because they don't have it i think it's always good to say Hey, it's never going to happen. Maybe not in that way, but in some way. Because I, I really do think people hold on, um, whether you think that's being a hopeless romantic or delusional. How did he handle, though, you getting married? Yeah. like was, Does he, he show up the to the wedding? Like, did he write you a note? Like <laughs> Taylor Swift song? There, all my friends were like, Caitlin, what happens if he shows up at the wedding? Like, this was a legit concern of everybody's. And I'm like, you guys, he's not going to do that. I think he has enough respect for me that he's not going to do that. And I had texted him when we got engaged. And I said, you know, I wish you nothing but the best. I think you're a great guy. I think you're going to find somebody who's great for you. But it's just not Yeah, that's me. really, like, considerate of you. Thank you. I'm a, I am a girl, so I try to have feelings sometimes. <laughs> but I just, so no, he didn't show up to the wedding. I deleted him on all my social medias when we got engaged just because I was like, maybe that's what he needs is to get me completely cut out of um, his life, you know? Yeah. But I do just want to end that. I think the idea of a big is nice and fun and the chase is fun and that puppy love and the admiration you have. But once that mystery passes, you have to have somebody who you have that deep connection with who you know is going to be there through thick and thin for the rest of your life. Right. I love it. Kaylin, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story with us. And we're so happy you're happily married. <laughs> and thank I hope you. that guy finds someone. Me too. Me too. It's so great to hear the other side. I know. It's really good to hear the other side. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you.
Bye. 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 I got the best gift. It was a box of Omaha steak meats. It provided Lauren and I with so many dinners, and they were delicious. It was honestly the best burger I've ever made in my entire life. And Lauren and I didn't think we could make steak, but with with them, like, wow, it was amazing. Let me tell you about how for only $49.99, you can get that family gift pack that we got when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code get it into the search bar that is 75% off right now omaha steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to our listeners so listen to what you're going to get for less than $50 two filet mignons two top sirloins two boneless pork chops two boneless chicken breasts four kielbasa sausages four burgers and you're going to make those amazing burgers that i made right Four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, and plus, guess what? You're going to get a little free gift. You're going to get four additional kielbasa sausages. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, into the search bar. Get a 75% savings. It's a gift that's going to be a hit because who doesn't need more food in their life, right? (laughs) Back to our conversation. So, Stephanie, we are so happy that you are willing to share your big story. Can you tell us the, the, the finest details of your story? Yeah, you got it. You are so welcome. Uh, my big story is a little bit crazy. I'm 31, and I met my big when I was 25. I actually moved to a new city in 2011 after college for a job, and he already worked at the company that I got a job for. Um, it's kind of like... Yeah, I know. It's I'm like, related. Ashley's like having a moment here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like kind of my side hustle and a part-time job though. So I have another full-time job, but so he works like normal business hours and I work really weird hours. So we never worked at the same time together. And I didn't even meet him until the Christmas party, the company Christmas party in 2012. Okay. And one of my coworkers was with me and she's really good friends with him. So she's the one that introduced us. And I immediately thought he was so cute, but I knew he was older than me. And I have dated guys that I've worked with before and it is just a monumental disaster. So I was like, that's not even like going through my head right now. We chatted a little bit about like normal stuff, like my other job, baseball, music, stuff like that. And that was it. Didn't really think about him after that. And we went on our separate ways, whatever. So over the next few years, like I would run into him at work occasionally. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm starting to get a crush on this guy. And, you know, I would always show up at work during normal business for the dumbest reasons. I'd be like, oh, well, I had a meeting here today. Or, oh my God, I forgot my phone charger last night. (laughs) I have to come in and pick it up. Classic. Yep. Love it. Yeah, I know. It was really, really pathetic. And he like makes fun of me to this day for it. But um, so this all went on through like 2014 and then so I had three this, years, three years. Yeah. So see, it was just kind of yeah. like me running into him and like trying to see him at work occasionally. And then in 2014, there was this huge event at work that I wanted to go to. And when I got there, I like ended up, ended up spending the whole time with him. And after that, I was like, oh, my God, I'm done. Like, he's so cute. He's so funny. Like, I just want to hang out with him all the time. But the problem was he'd been dating somebody for like two years. Oh, God. I know. I was like, I got to stop having a crush on this guy because this is bad. Yeah, toxic. Right. So later that summer, I live next to a baseball field. And my friend and I were like walking to the game. 
we walk by this bar and I hear somebody yelling at me and I'm like, Oh God, who's yelling at me? Who knows my name? Like how is somebody noticing me across the street? And it was him. He was like with a group of people. And I was like, Oh my God, he knows my name. Like what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So I walk over to this bar and he's like, it was like an outdoor bar. He was on a patio. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to the baseball game. Probably like you are. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, oh, just wanted to say hi. I saw you across the street. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> and so I kept walking. We walked away and I looked at my best friend and I'm like, I love him. <laughs> I was like, also like would be at uh, that moment would live in my brain for a long time. <laughs> yes. And my friend was like, do you even really know him? And I'm like, not that well, but I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to love. And he love. also looks yep. like my best husband. Best way to do love. Right. And then you have that magical moment. Where you're like, um, it was serendipitous that I saw him and he oh, saw yeah. me from across the way. 100% Continue on. For sure. So anyways, fast forward to like 2015. I saw on Facebook because we became Facebook friends like in sometime in 2014. He says that I added him and like went back in his activity log to prove that I added him because I thought he added me. But I'm like, you're so annoying. Um, so 2015 rolls around. I see on Facebook that he is renting out his condo and I'm like, this only means one thing. He's got to be moving in with his girlfriend. Damn it. Or Or just just moving. Oh, they broke up. But he didn't live with her. So yeah. So they totally ended up moving in together. I'm like, okay, they're going to get married. And I like went on my merry way, like was dating other people and just living my life, going to baseball games, going to concerts, hanging out. And I was still pulling my move of, like, showing up at work occasionally and, like, emailing him about random things that, like, made it seem like it was work but really wasn't. So this continued for, like, another year. And in March of 2016, so last year, I went to Arizona for spring training. It's like baseball, like practice baseball, if you will. But it's really just a big party. I go, like, every year on vacation with my friends and just drink a lot. And we'd been texting a lot more and I was at a game and we had this inside joke about a baseball player. But he's still so like, with the girlfriend? Still with the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But we were never like disrespectful. It was always just kind of friendly about like music and base. We both really love baseball, obviously. So it was about stuff like that. It was never, it was never to the point where it got disrespectful. Go Dodgers. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So then how does, when does he break up with the girlfriend? He breaks up with the girlfriend in May of 2016. So when I texted him from Arizona that year, I was like so drunk, which is terrible. But I was like, hey, just so you know, I've had a crush on you for years. Oh, and I was, my God. I love that. That right, is I threw, terrifying to me. I no, threw I've my phone in my <gasps> bag after I said it and was like, I'm never looking at that phone again, ever. Threw it in my bag. And like 20 minutes later, I was like, told my friend, I'm like, just look at it and tell me if there's a text. Just look at it and tell me. And so she looked at it and she was like, no, there's a text from him. He was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I just thought you should know. Like, have a good day. Oh, my and God. He was, and he was like, for, to shorten this up, he was just like, yeah, same. And I was <gasps> like, what? Wow. wow. And he told, he told me that before I even met him at the Christmas party, he saw me at work and was asking about me. Oh. But then yeah. that also freaks me out because he had a girlfriend. I can never be in a relationship. I'm See, so scared Naz of it. Is like always thinks like that. And you know, so wait, where are you at thought, now with but, him? Because yeah. that was like a year it's, and a half. I feel like you guys are together. And where does our podcast <laughs> come into play? Okay, so we dated on and off for like a year after he. Well, he broke up with his girlfriend, and then he wasn't ready for a relationship. Of course. And 
timing. Classic yeah, right. When excuse. are they ready for a relationship? No, well, I'm at, when like, they meet I'm a girl genuinely that asking. they want to be in a relationship with. That's when they're ready. <laughs> timing was so bad. Like, we got in tons of Ugh, fights. Like, timing. he was still talking to his ex. He was the mayor of Breadcrumb City for the whole summer last year. <laughs> he was a Hansel's the mayor. Of- That's the name okay, of the episode. That, see, he's not really a big if he's never breadcrumbed you. Oh, he was the exactly. mayor of the city last summer. <laughs> and I don't even think he meant to do it. it and just, those like, listening, kind of happened. those listening who haven't heard the other podcast, breadcrumbing is when a guy or a girl literally leaves breadcrumbs and just leads you on. But anyways, keep going. Just like a little text here and there. I'll, just to keep you going. Just a little like see you see once just, a year. It's okay. <laughs> right. And it's so like, great. that's better than nothing. It's like when you're starving and you're about to die. They're like, mm, no, yeah. here you go. And All then right. you're just like, oh, this will sustain me for a well, little while. Well, just because we have one more caller, I want to get to the meat and potatoes. So, All right. So we went through this whole summer being like kind of friends with benefits. It was absolutely torture. I hated it, but I still did it because, of course, that was better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And we get to the point where we stopped talking for like six weeks. No clue what happened. Like, was he dating somebody else? Like, the conversation we'd had up to that point was everything was friendly. Nothing was wrong. We didn't get in a fight. He just like straight up disappeared. Like ghosted you? Well, it wasn't even ghosting because I didn't really reach out to him either because I was like, he can text me. I shouldn't be texting him. But six months is a long time for you to like not. Oh, six weeks. It was only six weeks. It felt like six months and I wanted to die, but you know, whatever. So six weeks went by and then my favorite baseball team made the playoffs and he texted me the night they made the playoffs and was like, congratulations on another postseason. And I was like, who does this guy think he is? Mm. What is wrong with this guy? So after much deliberation and two hours of consulting with my friends, we decided to send him a gif of my team dancing in the bullpen. And then he didn't respond to it. Okay, wait, but you don't run into him at work? No, because we work different hours. Like he works normal business hours and I'm only there like nights and weekends. So now you're just still in this gray zone. Yeah. Still in this like awful. I'm like, why did he text? You're in me? big what limbo. Is- being being with a big is being in the gray always. Yeah. You're yeah. like in your living limbo. It, we should make a documentary called "Living in the Gray" and just it's like put everyone up- on camera. It's like the upside down of like bigs. Yeah. Like you're just. That's it's- a Stranger Things reference. Okay. <laughs> explain it, it was so bad. So then two days later, I'm sitting in my house on a Friday night. I had to work early the next morning, so I didn't go out. I looked it on my phone. You and also he... don't have to go out on a Friday night. <laughs> Fridays are for sitting. Fridays are for lounging. We love right, lounging. Right, but I had, our... I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, so I didn't even want to try to go right, out. Like, right. not even an option. So I'm sitting here, and he calls me that night. And I pick up the phone, and he's like, hey, just wondered how things have been. And I'm like, um... So we catch up for like 30 minutes and like 30 minutes into this phone conversation. I'm like, where the hell did you go? Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with you? Good. So Admire keeps... your ability to speak your mind. Yeah. And what he said, <laughs> he was like, you know, well, you didn't text me either. And it just kind of turned into an experiment of like how we weren't talking and like how long it was going to take for us to talk. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? What a response. And I, just, I just lit into him. Like everything that I'd been upset about, I was like crying. And I, and he's like, Stephanie, well, I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, dude, I'm not on a podcast. What are you talking about? And he's like, you tweeted about it. And it was, I had responded to Ashley on Twitter about the first Mr. Big podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm only halfway through. Yes, this is so right. And he stalked my Twitter, 
thought and then listened to you guys' podcast. Oh, I mean, like, my God. But what's <laughs> so interesting is that, like, he must have known what a big is because he well, had he to just see it. Yeah, but no, why would he click on it? Why would he think it was referring to, like, dating him? Or because him. she yeah. said, I'm in the middle of this. Oh, she said... I'm in the middle of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm in the middle of this like that. Not like I'm in the middle. Oh, I'm experiencing this right now. Exactly. Not I'm in the middle of listening. Exactly. Okay. Right. So, but then that's also like a mind fuck to you to be like, so you really miss me because you're stalking my Twitter and going through and then you want to listen to something that meant a lot to me. Like, I just like to I'm think putting that myself we're in your, bri- in your like shoes that and I'm like stressed some- out for you. I just like to think we're well, making some sort of impact. I know. I do too. I think we're making the world a better place. So what did he say? I I'm he just was like, I did not you. realize that I was doing that to you. I didn't realize that I hurt you so bad. And I was like, well, you did. <laughs> and wow. so, well, we ended up hooking up that night, which was the dumbest idea ever. Always and then is. like t- whoa, whoa, okay. two days later, I'm like, what did I just do? Like, what is wrong with me? So I was like, we need to have a conversation. We have to talk about this. We can't just like leave it as is. So I went to his house and I was like, we have three options. The three options are one, we don't talk anymore. I was fine without you for six weeks, like disappear again. Two, we can be friends without benefits and be cordial at work. Or three, we can actually try to date if you really missed me like you said you did. And he kissed me, slept with me, made me dinner, slept with me again. And then I stayed at his house and I was like, so was this option three? And it was option three because we've been dating exclusively for like two months. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes. Oh, he didn't give you a verbal you. number three. Um, he didn't tell what me does which that matter. What I don't know. Fuck? Oh, so he just, okay. So in the moment that was <laughs> the answer. So was the case. I would be like, the wait, can you write down and was initial... going to be like, you don't want to be friends with benefits. I'll just show you how good Ashley I am. Ashley comes from a world of where she gets roses as a signal of, I like what we're doing here. Oh my God. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm like, can you just circle one, please? Stephanie, thank you so much for calling and telling wait, us your I'm story. So it's great. I cannot believe that we helped be a, ca- I mean, of course, got to bring it back to us. Bring it, be a catalyst of you did and it's so good now we like do normal things i like stay at his house we go on real dates i've met his friends i've met his brother like things are really really good and i'm really happy this is so crazy. you go glenn coco yeah. not to jump the I'm gun still, but invite don't us to worry the oh for sure i'm still <laughs> Lizzie a wants terrified and like every time i text him i still feel like i'm gonna vomit because oh, i'm like do. waiting on oh, the other no. shoe to drop oh i totally oh, okay. well shouldn't he oh, not no. make you feel that way though no but then it's the only it's too good it's like no. the, it's too good to be true right. feeling she's right it's too good right now and i'm like oh my god like things were so bad for like a year and he breadcrumbed me for so you're long you're trained and, like, to think the worst of these yeah, people yeah. but i after a while you don't feel that way anymore i'm starting to We've come never around gotten to that lauren i've never gotten to that here but she's like so comfortable okay please tell me just keep me updated on that what that feeling like. and what, how long it takes <laughs> yes well Steph, sure. your story is amazing and inspiring <laughs> you are truly an inspiration thank yes, you so thank much thank you so much you're so welcome thanks for doing the first big podcast i yeah, guess because wow. you were kind of a catalyst <laughs> thank you for listening really means the world we love you you are welcome i hope we converted your your big too hope he listens on the reg I hope he does too. And you guys are invited to the wedding if I can trick him into marrying me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Give us a follow up in a couple months. Right. You got it. Bye. Bye, girl. Bye. All right, guys. And now we have our third listener on the line. Her name is Yvette. And Yvette, you've got a great big story for us. <laughs> I think so. You're a big unicorn. You know? <laughs> Tell us your story. Yeah, you got a great story. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, so this started back in 2004 when I was 17. Um, in the, I'll try to be the condensed version. Um, 
I just went to a concert and I met this, this guy, I went with a friend um, who was a mutual friend of ours and um, she was just going to see him and he was there and he was like the lead singer of this band and was this tall, dark, handsome, older guy. And I mean, I swooned over him, but I didn't think anything because it was just sort of like out of the realm of possibility. And um, so he ended up asking me to sign the email list and emailed me. Long story short, we ended up going on our first date uh, pretty shortly after that and all the cheesy things like he, he... wrote me a song and sang it to me on our first date, which is so, it's a little like funny now. Um, but I think as teenagers, that's, I mean, what do you want? What more do you want? I'm like 17 years old. I'm about to be 28 and I'm swooning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wrote a song for you on that is, for the first date. Ashley and I just looked at each other because I was like, that's my dream. And one thing you didn't include, which is really cute, is you thought never, like he was this guy with tattoos that would never like look your way. And then he asked you to, write your email down and then of course (laughs) ask you out yeah it was a total shock I didn't think anything of it I was like oh he's just trying to get followers for his band whatever he does this all the time I'm sure and um I I still maintain that that was totally like his pickup line um he says it wasn't but who knows um but yeah so we did that we ended up dating for like two and a half years and um I mean it was amazing it was everything of the a big story should be you know like he was my best friend and he was just so fun and we laughed all the time and it was I mean it was it was great and um but you know as teenagers and young 20-somethings uh just you know it wasn't gonna kind of we weren't gonna get married at that point and things ended up we just broke up and it was the the big love story of my life. You know, I always kind of looked back on it. It was the most heartbreaking breakup. It was, I mean, just, I've never been that sad. <laughs> so we broke up just, you know, teenage, teenage reasons, I guess. I don't know. Um, and there's like this gap of six years that happens <laughs> um, where, you know, we only spoke like one time and it was before like a pretty major thing in his life. And we one kind of... One time in six years? Yeah. Um, really, that was it because... So here's the thing. We spoke right before a pretty big moment in his life and we kind of discussed what we had had and we're like this, you know, we're just kind of like wrestling with with, <laughs> with what we had. and um but he was just like my best friend. So he was there and it was, I don't know, it was great. But so there's like the six year gap where I'm dating other people. He actually gets married. Um, he marries another girl. I thought there was a part where he, Wait, there's, a, there's a part before that event. So this, so we talked right before that, before he, when he was um, dating, we sort of just met up and just talked one time. That's the only time that we talked and we, you know, he was just sort of like, we had such a great thing and I don't know. And I chalked it up to cold feet and, you know, just crazy things going on. And, um, we just sort of best friend talked it out sort of, even though like we hadn't spoken for, I think that was probably like two years since we had spoken, like since we had broken up. Um, so was it, it, it was like, can I tell everyone of that, like how it happened or. Um, 
Yeah, I just don't ever want to make anyone feel bad. Like no, the other of course. Side. <laughs> well, I just, I just want Lizzie and everyone listening to know that before he proposed, he met up with Yvette and pretty much was like, "I need to know that I'm doing the right thing." Is that okay to say, Yvette? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's a, that's a great way to say it. Can you imagine, Lizzie? I'm not okay. I know. Isn't that the most <laughs> romantic like, thing you've ever heard shook. in like the most twisted way? I'm, I have to. I'm like literally sweating over here okay so keep going so then he ended up marrying her right so and then when I saw that that and and what I kind of said during that thing was just like I I kind of pawed it off because I was dating someone else at the same at the time and you know I just wrote it off as like we had teenage puppy love we had this connection and you know that was it um and so yeah I heard he got married just we had social media friends in common we weren't friends on social media but I just saw that it happened and I was like awesome you know it's great for him really I was because I just I cared about him so much that I thought you know if this is his person then great Did like you I'm really glad think it was his person after he asked you before he proposed I well I kind of did because I he didn't he didn't cross any lines. He didn't, he just wanted to talk to me about it. And I thought he just needed to sort of talk it out. And, um, I, I was where I was at. He was where he was at and they ended up, you know, getting married or they, he proposed and they got married. And I was like, awesome. He figured, like, you know, he figured it out. And, um, I was honestly happy because I thought, you know, if he found his person, I'm going to find my person. Um, and, you know, great. Everyone's going to win here, you know? And, um, and, you know, whether you say unfortunately or not, he ended up getting, um, a divorce, which honestly, when I heard about it years, this was years later, I actually don't know how many years, um, it's within this like six year time span though. Um, but when I heard about it, I was just like, oh, that sucks. Like you don't want anyone that you care about to go through that, but you know, that's kind of, all I really thought about it. Like that, that's awful. That sucks for them. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So then after that, uh, must've been maybe about a year or something like that. We ended up getting into contact again, one way or another. Um, and we sort of talked a little bit. We, it was cool to have him back as like a friend because he had always just been this really close person to me. Um, but we didn't well, actually like go ahead when you when you heard he got divorced was there any kind of like i don't know like voice inside your head being like this is meant to be or yeah like any kind of like excitement selfishly which is fine to admit because <laughs> now you're happily married but like just like a little bit of hope yeah. still glimmering inside of you Probably, honestly, I think that I, I really suppressed a lot of it because it was such like, I was so sad when we broke up and I know, I don't think I ever wanted to like feel that way again. Um, and so much time had passed, you know, like I had dated other people, you know, he had gone through this relationship, this huge relationship for him. Um, and maybe I thought like, oh, well then maybe that could still be a thing or that's back out there now. Um, but for the most part, I just was sad for his heart. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, man, that sucks for them, you know? Really All right. Well, I really <laughs> want to know what happened, how you guys reconnected, and then tell us what happened. 
Yeah. So there was like a very mini like reconnection um, that sort of didn't go anywhere. That's a little anticlimactic. But um, another year or two later, this just goes to show you like just how much can happen and go on and how much time can pass. Um, I was kind of happily single and I had done a lot of growing and I was living by myself and I was just really happy with where I was. And he kind of contacted me again and he actually, he texted and he just said that he wanted to talk to me. Um, you know, maybe could he take me out to coffee and we could talk? He wanted to apologize for kind of how things had gone in our past. And I was like, if anyone needs to apologize, it's probably me because (laughs) our last, um, meetup, I kind of was a little bit, I was just skeptical. I wasn't sure because I think I've always thought of him as this sort of far out guy. And I was like, there's no way that this guy is like actually supposed to be <laughs> like who I with me. With. Yeah. Like, that's how you think of yeah. your bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and I think that was a little subconscious of mostly I was just like trying to keep him at arm's length. And I was like, cause I was like, if I see him again, I know that there's going to be that chemistry and I am afraid to like kind of dive back into that. So, um, so that we have like five minutes left. So I want to make sure we get to um, okay. how you ended up with him and then maybe we can potentially bring him on. For sure. When, when I bring him on, do you want me to put him on speaker or no? Um, or just give him the phone. Well, we can play it by <laughs> ear. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, the, what ended up happen, happening is he just was sort of persistent. He would, um, he would text and just say, I hope you're doing well, thinking of you. And um, for a while, I sort of fought against it. And eventually, I responded back and we met up and then we met up again and had a couple of dates <laughs> and literally from when we decided to be official um, three months after that, we got married. <laughs> married wow, three months so after much your hope. first date. <laughs> like so you're telling crazy. me I could be married in three months. <laughs> Before my 30th birthday. Who would have oh, thought man. at this point I would get married at So wait, how long have you been married? So we will have been married for two years in February. Oh. Wait, is he home right now? He is home. Let me. Can we bring him on the line? Absolutely. Dude, 13 years on and off. If there's any, like. And now he's going to med Season med seven to sex in the upstairs. city. He's going to med school now. Yeah, Ashley, just so you know, he's I going to med school. I think he was school. written in a romantic comedy. I and think then you should write a novel. Out of uh, not a novel. Lizzie and you I could learned. do a novel based on true story. Before we started recording, Lizzie right and I learned he's going to like, med school. Like, did Nicholas Sparks write him? <laughs> Lizzie's like from Rockstar to med school. <laughs> Edward and Yvette, man. Every base that's necessary. So and also the <laughs> pictures. <laughs> you guys, she sent us pictures, and you guys are literally the cutest. Yeah, you guys are really cute. <laughs> hey, you're, guys. You're sweet. Hi, Edward. Hi. <laughs> Mr. Big, he's on the line. Oh, oh my God. Mr. Big. I don't know what to say. Lizzie, you go first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Edward, did you know... Your your whole life that you were going to marry a vet. Did not, I know my whole life? Yeah. Yes. Well, from the point of birth. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I since mean, meeting. He has you met her, obviously. I apologize now. But He's that's so cute. Um, but from a very long time ago, um, from the moment that we started talking and then started dating, it was very clear to me that we had a pretty incredible connection, to say the least. And then, as I'm sure you've heard, uh, we lost that for a while. 
and um, really losing it uh, just magnified the the knowing that what we had was incredibly special. And so when we had the opportunity to reconnect, um, that was just a dream come true. I want to know what compelled you to go and talk to Yvette before you married or proposed to your first wife. Yeah, so this is a, you know, it's a really tough question um, because uh, when Yvette and I broke up and I was kind of persistent to try to get together or get back together, um, there was some big hesitancy there. But I used to tell myself that if I could have this incredible relationship um, with this this girl and uh, speaking of Yvette, and, and she wasn't, quote, the one for me, then I could just imagine how things would be uh, with my wife, whom I will one day marry. And so after some persistence in, in things not working out, I've, I kind of reasoned in my mind, well, everything is there. It seems like this is a good idea. Um, and to be really honest with you, not to oversimplify things, but I, I don't think I was in the right state to really understand what mattered in a relationship, um, what I needed, uh, what I really needed to be as far as the man I needed to be to to offer something that was exceptional. Um, I was still learning all of those things. And so um, we're masters of self-justification. And I really was the king at that moment of, of justifying a really poor decision and paid for it. Um, uh, this is so insightful, it. Edward, because I feel, don't you feel like most, do you feel like a lot of men, I don't want to say most men, kind of, it ha- they have to be okay with themselves and like have, you know, be where they want to be with work and like life before they actually settle down. Like, do you find that statement to be true in your case? Well, I'm, I'm a big advocate and subscriber to the idea that uh, while we are all growing and in process, there are prerequisites. You know, you have to be at a certain level before they give you your driver's license. You have to learn a few things before they, they give it to you. You have to uh, go through certain steps to become qualified to become a lawyer or a doctor. And and so as far as ro- romantic relationships are concerned and emotional intelligence, none of us have it all figured out by any means. But I do believe that there is a certain prerequisite level of emotional intelligence that we all have to kind of attain in order to be in successful relationships that are not corrosive or toxic um, essentially it's a whole person connecting with a whole person and, and through that you can, uh, really navigate through any issue that, that you have. And then I had to learn the hard way what a lot of those important principles were and who I needed to be, uh, what mattered, what love was, what love isn't, what a lot of people think it is. And people have different, uh, needs. They have different values, but, but yes, I would say that, you know, they're prerequisites. Okay, so then my my last question for you is when you proposed the second time to Yvette, did yeah. you just know in your entire body that she was the one for you compared to the first time? Oh, yeah. Well, without a, without a doubt. Uh, my mom, she would ask me this question. My family's uh, Hispanic. She would say, uh, she would ask me if I was amoroso. That's kind of like this tidal wave, overwhelming feeling of love. Um, and just certainty associated with that love. And 
to be really honest, she asked me that before I proposed the first time, and, and I wasn't really honest with myself. Uh, thought yes, but the answer was no. And there was uncertainty, and, and you know, I don't want to speak too much about that, and I don't even want to speak ill of uh, my first wife. But um, after learning everything that I learned through, going through counseling, was learning a whole lot, and uh, having the opportunity to reconnect with the vet, I knew almost immediately. Yeah, he would tell me, like, I, I'm, I know I shouldn't say this, but I love you, and we're going to get married. And I was like, you can't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to tell her that, and I meant it. And I, I mean, still mean right. it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, Yvette <laughs> and Edward, we love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Edward, I just want you to maybe end, since we don't um, very often get to get the guy's perspective on things, do you have anything sure. to say to people that are maybe still out there hanging on to someone that they still care about? Yes. Well, <clears throat> I would be a... That's not giving well, them what they need. Yes. This is, this is, I mean, this is a hard thing to speak to, but my very short answer is don't do it alone. Um, have people in your life who you respect uh, to, to tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Mm. And, uh, and, and maybe you, you give it a shot for a season. You try different things. Um, but there may come a time, you know, the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Mm. And and if it's not time and you've sought counsel and it's just not working, um, you have to understand your self worth and, and and know that there is someone out there who's going to recognize the treasure in you. And when you have that with someone, it's amazing. It's comparable to nothing. It's heaven on earth. So um, do it with friends. Do it with people you love. Do it with wise people. Look for people who have relationships that you want and ask if you can take them out to lunch. Just ask them questions. That's not a bad idea in my view. Well, it's if you guys are ever in LA, networking. we'd love to take you out <laughs> yeah. to lunch. It is literally relationship <laughs> networking. Love you and guys. if you I have love any other nice doctors in med school that you think <laughs> you musicians, med, you know, med school, whatever. Neighbors. Oh, if you'd like to pass them on friends. to us single girls of the I Don't Get It podcast, oh, we would goodness. greatly appreciate it. Just, yeah, start like a I don't taking know if my pictures wife told at med you, school. But, uh... I didn't tell you. We do have a friend I thought about. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, we will. Does he look like you? We will email you guys for further inquiry. Yeah, we're going to take this offline. All right. We love you guys. And we'll end the I Don't Get It podcast. Mr. Big Stories, part two there. Yvette, Edward, thank you. Lizzie, thanks for coming on for this. We love all of you. Thank you, guys. Our joy. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I Don't Get It podcast.